0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the Kindred Spirits here on the RFU Refugees podcast. We are back for 2020, for the last show of 2022, uh previewing, looking ahead to 2023. And uh, oh boy, is there a lot of news with the uh with the Washington Spirit. And for for once, it's it's mostly positive <laughs> news. <laughs> like until mostly. last
1: week it was 100 percent positive news, and we had a little bit of a, a sour note in the milk, but we're gonna mostly talk about good things.
0: We're mostly going to talk about good things, John. How you doing, my friend? Um, how was how's how's the break been? Has the break been good for you? This has
1: been a good break. We've recharged. We're ready to rock and roll. Uh, we're you know, I won't get into too much, uh, but we've been we've been in conversations with the team about some some things we got cooking for 2023. I think it's going to be a place you want to be if you're a Washington Spirit fan. Uh, the thing we ask every time is that this is still sort of a growing show. If you're a Spirit fan, you're listening to this. Make sure you tell your friends that are. Also, spirit fans or yes. podcast fans to check us out and see if it's something that they want to hear. We will have yes. interviews like we always do. In fact, we're going to have one for you uh, for in the first week of the new year. We're going to have uh, Tara McKeown uh, joining us. But anyway, yes. how was your how was your uh, little vacation?
0: It was great, and and it's it's you know the World Cup was 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 certainly fun to watch, and and now I'm, I'm excited to get back to club soccer, excited to get back to to NWSL, and uh, and uh, no 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 big media changes with NWSL. It's still going to be on CBS, so still got to still got to hold on to that cable package, I guess, and that Paramount Plus subscription. So, um, but let's get into it. Let's talk spirit. Let's talk about the first the first good, great, fantastic, probably the best news. Of of twenty twenty two to come out is that no longer no longer will the Washington Spirit be having to trudge out to Segra Field uh, to cover to to have games they will no longer be splitting their season out there um, they will be playing all their games at Audi Field um, fantastic great news I think for everybody involved even those I think that kind of live out in Loudon uh, would be saying this is a good move for the team um, John you've been out to Segra Field I have not I have never set foot and at now Segre you never Field. will. <laughs> and, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll check out a Loudon game. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I'll be out in the area. Maybe I'll be out in Loudon at some point.
1: But I I yes. it doesn't I'm uh I'm the weirdo that actually likes the I can take back roads to Segra. So I kinda liked it. Like it was a nice little jaunt for me in the woods, the cur- the curvy woods. But I think overall like the benefits the team are you know immeasurable from a yeah. financial perspective, from an injury prevention perspective, from an amenities perspective. Uh this is great news and, and glad that the team was able to work with DC United and make it happen.
0: Yeah. And and I'm I'm glad to see I'm glad to see the cooperative aspects with the new ownership um to to sort of get the stun to get the team playing in a stadium that they absolutely should play in um and additionally uh you know this like I talk I talk about with me like this improves my chances of going to see a game because when they were splitting their season you know, I I I am not, you know, essentially driving to Segra Field would tack on an extra hour of a two to three hour trip depending on traffic. So you're talking four hours there and back to watch a, a soccer game. And I've I've taken the trudge out to Boyd's Maryland to watch a spirit game before. So I've I've done that and it was an absolute it, it was certainly uh a long, long, long drive uh, to get out there. So um, I'm happy about the sort of being, being at Audi field. This increases the amount of calendar games for their home schedule. Um, of course the big awesome news, this will include challenge cup games as well. will be hosted at Audi field, uh, the challenge cup <laughs> learn, learning their lesson from, from, from 20. Maybe we'll get into a little bit about that. Yep. Um, but, uh, overall a fantastic move for the team. Uh, great to have them at Audi field. And I, I think we can't, we can't just say anything, but, but good things about it.
1: Yep. So, absolutely.
0: Um, let's uh, let's talk let's actually talk a little bit I know, I know we have other roster moves uh the roster and of course the coaching moves um i think actually you sorry you have this later and the i should have read the the whole thing it's, <laughs> it's
1: okay we're it's get, okay. we're getting we're getting
0: we're getting into it okay let's talk coaching uh of course the washington spirit uh parting ways with chris Ward after last season and all the uh, all that came out about that um they have now hired head coach mark parson mark parsons returns as the washington spirit head coach uh, he previously coached the team. Um, from 2013 to 2015, uh, made the, t- uh, I believe, was he part of the championship team or the team that made the championship wrong? Was he the coach? Was he the coach then? Or was that somebody else? I do not I'm, know. I, I am pretty positive. He was, I, let me, let me do some Googling real quick, but he was the coach of the team from, um, from 2013 to, uh, 2000. 2000- 2015 made the playoffs Uh,
1: in 66% of his seasons with the spirit. And while you, while you, while you Google, I will. Uh, Most recently, he was playing, he was the manager for the Netherlands women's team for a very, very brief time, (laughs) exceedingly brief, uh, because he was also at, uh, he was the head coach of the Portland Thorns 2016 to 2021, where they won the championship in 2017, the Shield in 2016 and 2021, and made five consecutive playoff appearances. Uh, So the Thorns, obviously, a, uh, juggernaut in that time period so there there is you know the, the roster is great but you have to to be that good that long there has to be some element there of the coaching that uh, that was able to uh, keep it keep it consistent so the thorns also scored 182 goals during his tenure there which is the most of any team from 2016 to 2021 so a yeah a dynamic fire dynamic offense is maybe something you're you're looking forward to here back with the spirit with the players they have at their disposal
0: yeah, and it was it was actually he was he left he left so I, I guess we can give him credit for sort of building up that that team. Uh he left in 2015. The Washington Spirit made their run to the final in 2016 under uh, Jim Guevara um as the coach. So uh
1: famous coach, also famous father of Tyler Guevara, former Loud United player. <laughs> for your little for a little bit of knowledge.
0: Yep. Yep. So uh so yeah, so not the uh so he wasn't part of that team, but still a, a well well-renowned coach um, and certainly a very, it's an almost very different atmosphere at the Washington spirit than it was when he was here in 2013 to 2015, whole different ownership. Um, He pretty much missed the whole, uh, missed the, missed the current. I don't
1: think uh, anything could be more different from like (laughs) going back to the same job. I I can't imagine ever. I think the only thing he's going to recognize is Tori Huster. I think everything else to him is going to be like, what is going on? (laughs) <laughs> I, don't, I thought we'd go to the Plex. This is very confusing to me. I will, say, I will say, you know, you and I are not long-term suffering Spirit fans. I think there was, there was some uh, division in the fan base about this move. I think there were some folks mm-hmm. that were not excited about it. I don't know if it was uh, from a demographics perspective they weren't excited about it, or there was something specific to Mark Parsons' time with the Spirit where they wanted him out. Yeah, see. Or didn't want him back. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, he's certainly, I, I think he was kind of the, he was the expected. Like he's, it, it was. It in fact, like, we called
1: it as soon as he got fired from the the other ones.
0: Or, I think he stepped away. I don't think he was fired. I think he took a step down. I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but, um, but I think it was, we, we all kind of, we all kind of saw this move. Coming, or we thought this is the move that if you're if you're a betting person and you want to bet in, in Vegas on who would be the Washington Spirits coach, if you can find somebody that can take those off. This was
1: the minus one thirty, uh, yeah, line.
0: And so I think that's where it's coming from. Maybe you would have liked to have seen, um, you would have liked to have seen more, uh, maybe a different pick, maybe a different mind or a different idea. Um, I think this team suffered an embarrassing twenty twenty two season. They want to, so they're trying to. They're they're basically making the safe choice thinking that they have the talent that they can kind of to get around it. And, and for all, you know, for what we know, again, everything, everything about, you know, what we know from the outside, maybe that's not, hopefully it's not what's going on on the inside. You know, what Mark Barsons is a very respected coach, um, very respected coach. Of course, we've seen that what we thought were respected coaches uh, things happen. And we'll get, maybe get a little bit into that about the NWSL report, but for all, for all we see from the outside, you know, he seems like he's a well-respected coach. Um, I do think, there are some issues with the hiring process that the spirit went through. Yep. Um, there apparently was not much of a search or an interview process. Uh, I, it looks like maybe, maybe a huge gap in all of this is NWSL does not have the same sort of, uh, you know, rules to that. You need to, that you need to follow. That's a good
1: um, which, rule there. Unfortunately, they have so many rules they need to get instituted. Like that one is maybe not the hottest <laughs> of the buttons. They've got some other ones that are blinking oh, yeah. red lights. Certainly they're going they've got to figure that out. Yeah. Um, I would say that is one problem with the hiring process. Another problem from my perspective is so many of the moves were made. Mark, Mark Krikorian is really driving this bus and, and uh, he signed, he, he's, he's uh, Moreno Ima, uh, Imaizumi, a player development coach, previously uh, an assistant at the Red Stars, but before that was with Krikorian at FSU for like 10 years. Uh, they hired Don Scott, the director of performance and medical and innovation which is a long title uh, most recently in Miami and for nine years was the head of sport for the English women's team, then went to the U S team for nine years, went back to England.
0: A lot of people talk about that move being really big though. Yeah. Like but it,
1: I think my issue is that like, that's fine. I think Don's got hiring your, your sports science thing before you hire a manager is fine. But I think hiring. There were multiple assistants hired before the the manager's there. I don't think he's going to get to choose any of his own assistants. I think that's always that always sets up for a weird dynamic when it's like, who? How much authority do I have here? Like, how 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 much room do I have to run? And I will tell you, probably based on the spirit's history, is not a lot. I think that likely what was told, uh, you know, Michelle Kang and, and Mark McCoury is probably like, we need to cut the S. So uh, if we if anything goes wrong mark you're empowered to to fix it so you you put the the structures you need in place to succeed and to make sure that we have the environment that we have promised for multiple years and still have not fully delivered so i think that's i think that's the explanation for why this is happening It's a little bit backwards
0: yeah but i think it, it it's good to see i guess a lot of these sort of outside outside just the assistant coaches and the coaches hire which i think the spirit were kind of run for several years where it was you had i mean you talk about having a, a structure that is more like soccer teams are more than just coaches and the assistant coaches. There's, you know, if anyone played a football manager, say there's so many different roles that you have to hire um, that stand outside of that. And th- those are all very important roles that I think can help improve and professionalize a team. So I think that part of it, i like, I like hearing about yeah. some of these other roles and
1: look, even who Chris Ward was able to bring in last year. You had lean Wen, who had no experience as a coach, who was just mm-hmm. retired from a player. You had Angela Salem, who, same story was just a player had no experience as coach um so I think they didn't there were some major roles missing they didn't have uh so they're 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 stocking in these with experienced uh season coaches that are are setting the tone of professionalism and like player um accountability if they want so hopefully you know hopefully if there's any other coaching changes, it's just for.
0: Bad performance on the field. <laughs> that's that's Hopefully. the only
1: acceptable uh, situation going forward.
0: Hopefully, uh, obviously, we talk about the roster moves. They've re-signed. Um, Cam Bogalski, Tori Huster, who I, I, I there, if there is a record out there for most consistent seasons with one NWSL team, she has to hold that yeah, record. She does, I'm, literally. I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure she holds that record. She's probably going to hold that record for a very, very long time unless things, unless things change. Uh, Marissa, Shiva, uh, Shiva, and, and, and Amber Brooks, the uh, double bird.
1: <laughs> yes, right. <laughs>
0: who became famous last year for the double bird. That so. was,
1: that was just this week. So that was, that was, that is happening today. But uh, I wanted to get, dig into those players a little bit i think i definitely underrated kambagalski by the eye test i think that i Mm -hmm. when every time i watched her in person at segra i was not super impressed i think because i generally prefer 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 fullbacks that get further up the field uh that are a danger to cross the ball it's not her game at all but the the benefit there is that the things that are her game she's extremely good at she's 86 percent uh, in the league and in dri- in, uh, dribbles completed 99% in tackles 99% in clearances 83rd percent in aerials one. Uh, so she's very, very good at the thing that she's employed to do. Stay, stay late there. Stay at right back. Don't go anywhere else. Don't go forward. That's not where you're going to, that's not where you're eating because she's 28% in pass completion, 52% in progressive passes uh, and just a non-factor going forward. She compares to, Uh, Amani Dorsey at Gotham and uh, Caprice Dadasco from Houston, who a year ago won uh, player of the defender of the year, I believe, when she played at Gotham, also a former spirit player. So if that is she's I think she's on a one year deal with a option. That's great. I don't think maybe you want to you want to have an option at right back. That's maybe more of a offensive contributor, particularly as you've lost Kelly O'Hara to uh, Gotham in the we didn't talk about this because that's been there for in the most absurd announcement yet of a of a free agent player departure in NWSL history uh, on the Men in Blazers podcast uh, with a with a jersey. That's how that's how people were made aware. And then shortly after that, a very hurried statement by Michelle Kang and Mark Corian, like, "Hey, yep, we knew that. We totally knew that was going to happen. Uh, but here's the posts
0: <laughs> after the fact." <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you, you hope it gets you do hope it gets better, but man, there's just. It, NWSL continues to be just kind of out there, I guess. And just in, there's just news. There's just not a lot of, there's not a lot of, the infrastructure is just not there. Let's get there. E- it's getting there. Yeah, slowly. It's getting there. there you got to hope it's get, You got to hope it gets there soon. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, other, other, other players that sign uh, Shiva uh, did not play very much. She came from, uh, I believe she played previously at Utah Royals. She only mm. played in eight games, uh, did not really factor. Uh, I think the limited play time did not help her stats out. Uh, but i know that p- people close to the team were very pleased with her and how she filled in when they needed bodies on the wing during the the great call of 2022 <laughs> when everyone was hurt or playing a national team duty and amber brooks is an in, in interesting case here she's like the inverse Bogalski. and this is also there were a couple there were <laughs> she scored more goals than probably she should have and it is it it torqued her numbers all crazy uh she's going to be 32 in like 3 days and probably by the time this podcast comes out 97th percentile in the league in non-penalty goals for defenders <laughs> 82% in shots 71% in passes attempted 61% on completions, uh, but is top like 98th percentile in aerials one and 72% in clearances. So similar, we talked about this in DC United with another signing. Uh, if you could meld them together with another player, they would be, uh, a, a tank of a player. If you could, uh, if you could fuse her and Bogalski together, boy, you are not, you are not getting a ball past them uh, on the ground or in the air.
0: And she was, she's a player that I think beginning of the year, I was like, I'm, I'm not sure you want her back. And I think she really sort of improved down the stretch of the season and, and became a much more, much more solid player. She is 32, which kind of surprised me. I, I did not realize she was, uh she was at that age, but so hope, but hopefully, you know, this is a year, I think where the team's trying to bounce back. I think they're trying to get back to that being that competitive team. The attack is going to be still as, as dominant as it has been. Um And the schedule is much better this year, much better much better. Um, and then obviously um, Gabrielle Carlisle, Carl, Carl. Carl sorry. I want to say Carlisle, Carl 24 uh, from the Canadian national team, 30 caps uh, to your contract, a team with an option. spit the last year in Sweden um, seems to be a solid player, uh, either a center back left back or left mid. So she plays sort of on the left side of the ball. It, she would have to be like a fill in. I feel like on that wing position,
1: I think, uh, I, I think because you've lost Julia Rotter to uh, Sweden, I believe is a very good chance that she is your starting left back at the beginning of the season. So that, that's yep. something, that's something to look at center back. Uh, I think Sonnet will still feature if she's healthy and Sam Stob, Amber Brooks as your sort of third replacement. I still think they could add some depth on the right. As I just said on the right full back side. but I bet you, that she's going to start the year out on the left. She also played for Kokorian at FSU. So he, she knows, he knows what to expect from her as sort of a, a caliber player. So, um, yeah, they, they were excited about this. This was, this was their first get of the off season. That wasn't a re-signed free agent from the, you know, from a team that played very poorly.
0: Yeah, And, um, a lot of talk. I really wish we knew like the cap size of this team. To be honest, um, I wish we knew it. But uh, Tori Huster, by the way, also returning at thirty three. I feel like we kind of glanced over her a little bit, other than mentioning. I'm very curious to see what type of role. I mean, she's coming off a major injury Killies. that kept her. Yeah, that kept her out of the final part of 2022, of 2021. And I I don't think she played a minute to do 2022. So, yeah, she doesn't have the the
1: 22. She doesn't have the 22 stink on her. She's uh, the last (laughs) that she was playing. She was uh, she was she was cutting people up in the midfield that Audi field before her Achilles unfortunately, popped.
0: So so we'll have I'll be very curious to see what her what her status is going to be like, how much she's going to feature in games. Um, Or is this I think this is da- I think at the very least, this is a get her back in. She's a culture signing. I mean, she's like, I've been here for for 10 years. I'm not going anywhere else. You know, I, I want to kind of stick around D.C. So I think that's certainly the the, na- the nature that's going on there. So
1: the, the unfortunate part is that in 2021, she was playing Phenomenal. So she, oh, yeah. she, Incredible. she, she was, she was, uh, I was looking back sort of at the highlights and w- when I, when I reissued her interview that we did with her, it was right after, uh, she ran about 20 yards to intercept the pass, uh, and then, and then play in uh, an assist for, I think an Ashley Hatch goal or maybe a Trinity Robin goal. But, uh, she, right before she was injured, she was Cruyff turning people in the midfield. She was, So the question is, what is the the impact of her mobility in in the defensive midfield position? Is she going to be able to cover the same ground she covered before? Um, I think the good thing is, you know, you've got your Andy Sullivan still a defensive Mm -hmm. midfield. You lose your Gabby Vincent, a player that maybe she comes back, but a player that was hoped to be sort of the Andy Sullivan replacement who played six minutes, I believe, last year due to a whole bunch of injuries. So you need... You need some continued depth in midfield, a defensive midfield. Last year, it was a perceived strength. It turned into a weakness. It was they were unable to stop uh, a, a lot of teams from scoring. Or well, really, their 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 challenge was more unique than that. It was that they would fall apart from winning positions uh, and lose and lose leads late and couldn't score very often when their top players were off the field. But uh, I, if she can still move, I think that she plays more than you think. I think that she'll probably. If if her mobility is there, I think they're gonna find a way to get her on the field in half the games.
0: She's that good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we'll we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. It's gonna be an interesting off season. Um obviously we won't get kind of sort of the run-up to the challenge cup. Uh let's get into the season structure, which was just announced. Um and I guess the biggest news was and like we talked about it earlier, NWSL learning their lesson. Um they're like, uh, hey, remember when we absolutely murdered the spirit in like the first <laughs> third of the season and had them playing like every single every single day almost, like maybe getting like a day break between then? Uh what if we didn't do that? What if we made this just a Basically, our answer to the really it's what it's become. It's become the answer to the Open Cup. Um, The Challenge Cup will be played throughout the season. Uh, Most of the games will be taking place. We don't have an official schedule yet. Most of the games taking place during the Women's World Cup, which I actually, I actually like. I like that idea. Sure, gives Uh, your gives your
1: gives your depth players a chance to play in a thing that Mm -hmm. will not ultimately decide the season.
0: Yeah, and you still have like you know your your higher profile matches are going to be probably like the semifinal and the final. You play that when all the players are back in post World Cup, and that might be a you know a big showcase yep. um, type of event. I would still love to see them take this tournament. I, I don't know if they ever will, but you know we're talking about the development of lower division women's games. I would love to see this just transformed into a, a a league cup of sorts for for women's soccer. Allow some of these lower division teams to come in. I think it could be something fantastic, and that's something I hope we I hope we see.
1: Yeah, you've got the uh, USLW league, and you also have the uh, Canada just started a women's league. Mm-hmm. So again, op- possibilities, I still think, you know, I don't, I think we were talking to Ashley Hatch about this. She's like, the implication is like, we're going to skunk those other teams. You understand that, right? <laughs> like, yeah. it, like, it's not really fair <laughs> at all, but I, we could I, do it. We should do it.
0: I mean, but it's. She didn't say it. Mean, She didn't yeah. say it.
1: She didn't say that to be, to be clear. No one gets in <laughs> trouble, but I think that she agreed with my premise. I, I'll just yeah. say that.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's you talk about the the lack of opportunities and we, we've talked about it with the women's national team. Apparently, There's going to be a Women's Club World Cup coming. FIFA's announced that we'll see if, if how that gets off the ground. Um I think that I'm much more excited about the prospect of that than the men's side, which I'm sure everybody's talking about the amount of games people have to play. Um, and everything like that but uh first kick for the regular season will be march 25th 22 match season
1: no this was um, this was the thing i was confused there are no midweek games in this league at all yes. zero except for the challenge cup.
0: yeah which makes sense uh playoff start october 22nd we don't have a weird world cup coming up so it's october 22nd with the final on november 11th so so, yeah, so uh, should be should be a good season. I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the challenge Cup being less of a uh, stick this at the beginning. Um, I'll be curious to see how uh, Mar- Mark Parsons approaches this tournament, um, whether he stumbles into the semifinals and finals as well. <laughs> um, but I think this at the very least, we're going to have sort of a, a less chaotic uh, beginning to the season this year. It should be a much, a much better judge of this team. Um, of course, this team will most likely be impacted again by the World Cup.
1: Well, um, no, undoubtedly. Will the entire offense will take a vacation to is it also in is it in the same place is the women's World Uh, Cup in the same
0: it's in it's in Australia New Zealand okay yeah so it's hey get ready for those 3 a.m. games everybody watching the World Cup right (laughs) I actually looked at the schedule they have two 9 p.m. games and then a 3 a.m. game so there's just one that's like that's super (laughs) early so um enjoy waking up i don't know we might have to make, i might just have to record it and make the call producer
1: brian will be awake with his with his newborn as newish born child so <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll have to do the notes for us. hey
0: that's great for you man that's 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 that's, that's great ideal. for you you'd be like you'd be you, you might get up for some of those hey i can just sit and watch soccer there you go i that's all that's all i'd be he's shaking his head it doesn't sound like he has the same <laughs> enthusiasm about this idea as i do um guys we're gonna have an interview coming up with terry michione um, should be around coming up in the next the next uh next week or so. we we might drop it to Patreon as so a thank you. We will. Yeah. And uh and,
1: Which and, by uh, the way is at Patreon.com slash RK refugees. Yes. If that's something you wanna investigate in. Uh hey, or, go ahead. You going say
0: something? I I was just gonna say, hey, drop that drop that uh that pledge in now. We are, uh, think oh, we yeah. pause. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how the pause works. If you, if you drop your money, if it still takes your money, if you want to donate or if it still holds that. We're back
1: in now. So now, if you, if you join, uh, you get charged the day you join. So, okay. Uh, gotcha. th- we're going to be back to every week podcasting in the first week of 2023. So this is our last episode, our normal episode of 2022. Uh, Patreons will probably get our, uh, that aforementioned interview before the end of the year. Everybody else, uh, you'll be looking till the next year and then we'll hopefully have some more information on the team and some more information particularly in the schedule so we can see how that, how that
0: goes yes please don't release the schedule like two weeks before the season starts please. please don't all right folks that's gonna do it thank you all so so much for listening we will catch you guys uh in 2023 except for the terry mickey interview so check out that but regular show 2023 vamos All right. Cool. Want to stop recording?